0: If Black Friday doorbuster sales slash Roomba prices by 50 percent, but there's nobody at the doors to do the busting. are they still doorbusters? Black Friday looked quite a bit different this year. As the COVID-19 pandemic pushed record numbers of online sales, the chaos we've come to expect sounded more like this: Ooh, look, honey. This one knows how to mop too. Black Friday might not have featured the stampedes and TV tug-of-wars we've come to expect. But could this holiday shopping season bring a new kind of chaos? Online sales are expected to be up 30% this year. Shipping volumes will be up 15%. Some are projecting shippers like UPS, FedEx, DHL, and the Postal Service could be facing 7 million more packages than they typically handle. And the supply chain industry has been trying to overcome a massive driver shortage even before the pandemic. Some are saying we should be prepared for Shipageddon. Or, if you prefer, Shipageddon. So, is it all hype? What are the retailers, shippers, and supply chain companies doing to adjust? Can technology help us prevent Shipageddon? Will we have to send Bruce Willis into space to blow up an asteroid in order to do so? Or, in this case, into an Amazon distribution center driving a nuclear-powered semi to do so? We'll unpack it all including a one-on-one with Andrew Whiting, CEO of Better Trucks, a company helping businesses of all kind make next-day deliveries to their customers. The central question this week, are we ready for the holidays? I'm Scott Herms. This is Working Better. The pandemic at least at the beginning, marked exactly the third time in human history that the general public cared about supply chains. The first was when the invention of the steam locomotive transformed how goods could be exchanged. The second, of course, was the Beanie Baby apocalypse of 1994. Rest in peace, Jaden, Kiki, Peachy, and Zip. Toilet paper, soap, hand sanitizers, and jigsaw puzzles flew off store shelves, didn't return for weeks and weeks, and left many people considering for the first time just how things are actually made. As in, how does toilet paper go from a tree in the forest to target shelves decorated with bears dancing about enjoying the go? Needless to say, COVID has exposed many gaps in our society. The impact of upended supply chains has certainly been one of them. When restaurant service came to a screeching halt around the world, farms were forced to waste huge amounts of crops because food is normally produced on easily forecasted levels of demand. And when it was cut off with nowhere for the supply to go, they had to throw it out. On the flip side, companies like Cuisinart found themselves scrambling to meet a 700% increase in the demand for bread makers. (laughs) Not for me though. My quarantine hobby was psychic surgery. Who needs scalpels when you have the power of the mind? So with the calendar now in December and holiday shopping season well underway, what will it mean for holiday shopping?
1: I think the consumer
0: should prepare for some
1: disappointment.
0: Prepare for disappointment. A leading candidate for the 2020 movie poster. That's Dan Stolarski from our Kin and Carta Advise office in New York. We spoke with Dan and Brian Frank, also from Kin and Carta Advise in New York. They emphasize that while so much of the world has changed because of the pandemic, consumer expectations largely haven't. Here's what Dan said.
1: If you think about it, 80% of Cyber Monday shipments are shipped for free. And that's obviously very, you know, largely driven by uh, Amazon and and shifting the behavior with the consumers and what they expect. And about 25% of consumers will actually abandon their cart once they see an unexpected shipping charge appear in their cart. In the meantime, all major carriers. USPS, UPS, FedEx are increasing their rates for the holiday season. So uh, United States Postal Service had made permanent price changes. And uh, what UPS and FedEx are doing um, is they've introduced holiday season surcharges. And we're not done yet. Add to that, that almost 50% of consumers expect their packages to arrive quicker this year versus last year. And then finally, let's not forget reverse logistics. Of the nearly $250 billion in expected online sales this holiday season, about $50 billion worth of goods are expected to be returned, which represents roughly 25 to 30% of the holiday's shipping
0: volume. 50% of consumers expect packages to arrive quicker this year than last. You might be wondering right now, what planet those people live on? Was actual chaos the missing ingredient to make our supply chains more efficient? As consumers, we've come to expect free and fast shipping. We want simple returns. We want to procrastinate. As JG Wentworth commercials taught us to scream from our window, it's our convenience and we want it now. So expectations haven't really changed, but package volume for carriers like FedEx, UPS, and DHL is expected to exceed capacity by at least 5% globally. Shippers are providing every sign possible that they're prepared. The good news, if you can call it that, is they've had eight months of the shipping world turned upside down to practice. UPS hired 39,000 new employees earlier this year, including plans for over 100,000 additional seasonal hires. FedEx also announced plans to add as many as 70,000 additional workers for the holidays. In our conversation with Dan and Brian, Brian emphasized that the math simply doesn't tell a promising story. The demand is clearly outstrips the supply, but how quickly
2: can you add new trucks? How quickly can you add? I mean, they already do this every year. They add thousands of seasonal employees to get out there who don't always know the routes very well, don't know the customers, it causes all these other delays. So I think it's difficult to believe that there's enough capacity in what is already a relatively constricted and hard to adjust and scale business.
0: Sometimes the human side of this topic can get lost. Unless the promises of driverless trucks come to fruition, this is very much a human business. Every package, every truck depends on people to keep it moving. Dan says it's worth keeping in mind that drivers were already in record short supply, even pre-COVID. Not only do we have a capacity issue, we also have a driver issue.
1: The demand for truck drivers is at an all-time high. And there are massive, massive numbers of job openings that these companies
0: cannot fill. In 2019, tens of thousands of drivers left the industry. Hundreds of trucking companies went bankrupt all before approximately 88,000 drivers lost their jobs when the pandemic hit in April. Some fear that surges in COVID cases between Thanksgiving and Christmas could also pull thousands of drivers off the road. In an October piece, the New York Times Shira Obade, summarized the nature of the problem well. She writes, the potential for hiccups shows the complications when our zeal for shopping from home meets the physical limits of humans Warehouses stuffed to the raptors, roadways and ocean freight shipping. There's always been a war to get stuffed to our door. It's just been one we usually ignore. Beyond adjusting for the holidays, Dan and Brian say, it's time to think bigger.
2: I think that the bigger question that we need to ask is, is the current shipping system that we have a sustainable one is it the right one shouldn't we be thinking more intelligently about using local stores and local opportunities near customers as ways to distribute goods and it may be buy online pick up in store in a different fashion It may also be using those stores as local distribution centers. But I think everybody needs to be thinking about alternative ways of getting goods to customers and incentivizing customers
0: to choose the option that works well for them. This year, Walmart converted 42 warehouses that were originally used to ship products to stores to now fulfilling online orders. Best Buy recently announced it would be offering same-day delivery thanks to a new partnership with on-demand grocery platform Instacart. Bed Bath & Beyond announced a similar change, working with Shipt and Instacart to get products delivered faster. Brian and Dan also shared examples of companies that have rethought their supply chains, creating new opportunities to engage with customers in the process.
2: Wayfair, which for the longest time was, you know, shipping cheap sofas and rugs and all that stuff by common carrier, when they built their Castlegate Network, and that includes both warehouses where it's essentially fulfillment by Amazon and its final mile delivery on Amazon trucks, or sorry, on on Wayfair trucks with Wayfair employees that show up with a Wayfair shirt. They have a great experience. They can build that brand experience with the customer. Perhaps even more important, what is the value of getting one of your own employees
0: into a customer's home? So how can we better understand what led to supply chain breakdowns earlier in the pandemic? The toilet paper bread maker fiasco, as we mentioned earlier. To help us get our heads around this, it's time for Cooler Terms with Pooler and Herms. That's right, we're back. Cooler Terms is our recurring segment where our very own Katie Pooler, Helps us make sense of the world by explaining concepts that sometimes get buried in techno babble. Hey, Katie, how's it going?
3: Uh, We're doing pretty, uh, pretty well, Scott. How about you?
0: I'm doing well. I'm very excited for Thanksgiving coming up. My wife is making some kind of uh, Frankenstein of a turkey meal. Since we don't have many people, she's just gonna—it's got some breasts and it has three (laughs) legs. So I don't know. It, it, It doesn't look good, but it's gonna taste delicious. How about you?
3: I am, I am <laughs> very much looking forward to spending a Thanksgiving uh, alone, said no one, but uh, <laughs> that's what I'll be doing because I will be doing my part to keep the world safe.
0: You are a superhero. Just Doing what I'm told. <laughs> Is that the new definition of superhero?
3: Oh God, I hope not. It would make so, it would make so much sense though.
0: <laughs> yeah, isn't that, isn't that great? We're like, this hero, he did what he was told. <laughs> and I'm being told we need to get on with the segment. So we're, we're talking about supply chains. Katie, are you gonna help us understand them?
3: Yeah, so I wanna talk about just-in-time supply chains. It basically means materials and products are moved just before they're needed in the manufacturing process. So if you make bread makers, you wanna make sure that you have enough raw materials to essentially match the amount of bread makers you need to make and not much more. So you don't have to store extra materials in inventory for very long, which is expensive. So manufacturers usually try and predict how many people are going to buy bread makers. And from that number, they're able to maintain a steady flow of materials that meet their demand. It's the same reason I I usually buy eh, about six bottles of Chardonnay every week, because I know that's exactly as many as I will drink.
0: So efficiency is sort of the name of the game.
3: Right. But it also means that these supply chains aren't able to adjust easily because they were designed to run as lean as possible. So many are advocating for resilience to be a new priority in supply chain management. I think Fleetwood Mac wrote a song about it. It was pretty popular.
0: I don't know that. Could you, I don't, could you sing, a, sing a few bars? Maybe that would help me remember it. I'm not sure if I know that song, Katie.
3: I don't want to. I don't want to get
0: sued. I think there's fair use for 30 seconds. Max is there fair use for 30? Thir- Max says yes. We have fair use for 30 seconds. So you get 30 seconds of fair use. Uh, Fleetwood Mac. 15, he says. 15. Okay, so you get 15. So thanks.
3: Chains keep us together.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. There. Done. Uh, done. Thank you. I do, know, I do know that song.
3: Pretty sure that Stevie wrote that about supply chains.
0: That's true. Not many people know she's a big logistics person.
3: Mm-hmm. I would know this. Well, because I actually recently found out that I am in the top 1% of Fleetwood Mac listeners on Spotify.
0: Really? That's amazing. That's, yeah. I, You know, I, you have many accomplishments, but I think this is the most impressive one.
3: I would agree. It's the thing I'm most proud of.
0: All right. Thanks, Katie. That's a cooler term for this week. See you next show. See you later. The dangers of just-in-time supply chains certainly seem easy to spot now, and many experts are predicting a shift towards resilience, as Katie mentioned. More variety of suppliers, businesses not putting all their eggs in one basket, many experts are advocating what's called nearshoring, which is sort of a fancy way to say, stop depending on China for everything. However you slice it, no business will be immune to the effects of a severely strained shipping network this holiday season. One business uniquely positioned to help make all of our holiday dreams come true is Better Trucks. They're a last mile delivery company, meaning they focus on the critical last leg of the supply chain process, usually from a distribution center to your door, AKA the part we all care the most about. We spoke with Better Truck CEO, Andy Whiting to get his take on the holidays and the state of the shipping world as a whole. We also may have accidentally founded a business in the course of our conversation. You're all under NDA. Here's our talk with Andy. Tell us a little bit, Andy, about, you know, what's your business? Uh, when did you start it and, uh, you know, why? And, and what's been your biggest challenge so far?
4: Yeah, that's great. So uh, Better Trucks is a last mile delivery service primarily uh, focused on the Midwest. We're headquartered in Chicago. Uh, we also have operations in uh, New York and the Northeastern region. We started business a couple of years ago uh, back in 2000, you know, Way back in those pre-pandemic days of early 2019, late 2018, and really just felt that there was an opportunity in the logistics space, uh, especially around Last Mile. And yeah, it's been a wild ride, especially with the, the pandemic.
0: Prior to the pandemic, what was sort of the, you know, it's a new business for you, new space. What what was your sort of biggest challenges before the pandemic hit?
4: Yeah, so uh, pre-pandemic, so last mile is always the most costly part of the leg of the journey. People have this expectation that packages or goods need to get there as fast as possible. So consumer expectations have changed. The biggest challenge uh, really is managing um, a huge distributed workforce. It's more of the people challenges than anything. People talk about robots coming and solving a lot of these things. Those are many days away, I think, many years away. At the end of the day, uh, it still takes men, women uh, to actually pick up things and and move it through time and space to actually get things uh, to your door.
0: Great. And so then once uh, COVID hit, um, how did that affect your business?
4: Yeah. So COVID was obviously, uh, you know, it's a blessing and a curse, you know, capacity, constraints. We saw a huge spike earlier in our business uh, right when it happened. To give you an example, like we are, you know, everyone was scared to come to work because no one knew what they were doing. We didn't know if we were like the transmitters of disease, you know, (laughs) we were causing the problem. Everyone was scared, but we, you know, obviously made it through it. We hired a bunch of people because of the demand but also we changed kind of the types of work that we were really focused on. Uh, for example, we were doing two men in a truck type installations that were going into people's homes, maybe large format delivery. Like if you ordered something from a Williams Sonoma or a pottery barn and you might get it delivered and set up in your home. Uh, we were doing a lot of that work and we stopped doing that because right. we didn't know that again, I didn't want to send two of my people into somebody's home and be part of the, the transmission of the problem. I'd say the type of work has changed. The supply chain as a whole took a little bit of time to, you know, I think it's a lot of just in time manufacturing really got caught because when things really seized up, like there just weren't the goods on the shelves and and that could have been raw materials or that could have been actual final goods. And so, you know, it's just that ripple effect of, you know, China slowing down or coming to actually just a halt and then turning back on, which kind of like sent that ripple all the way through. And you saw that with uh, large retailers kind of changing what was available to be shipped, what uh, people were actually moving. So uh, a good example would be, you know, Amazon kind of said, all right, we'll continue to sell the goods that are already in our warehouses, but mm-hmm. we're not going to take any new goods that are you know, non-essential. Right, so people in the beginning of the whole pandemic were like, "Why am I still getting one hour or two hour delivery of like this, you know, kids toy? It's not essential. Uh, although some would argue that kids toy is essential. <laughs> yeah, uh, you have kids, you know, sure. But people had a big question, and really, it was just like they're making room for essential items. But yeah, and then now it's kind of everyone is preparing for this. God knows what it's going to be for the next, you know, six yeah. months. Another thing that was interesting was. A lot of unemployment meant new people entering this workspace, right? Mm. A lot of uh, our employees are like, you know, we just hired a young lady uh, the other day that was, you know, she worked for a marketing firm that, that they just didn't have enough business for them. And so she was what maybe a non-traditional delivery person would look like, and and but she needed work, right? It's the holidays. And so so a lot of people are... A lot of restaurants and employees are looking right. for work. So it kind of shifted and changed you know, kind of we sucked up a void, I think, that was existing.
0: So. I guess. And, and you said like to you, it seems like the main problem you're trying to confront is it's it's like you said at the start of this, you know, there's no robots. It's still people. Right. And so it's really going to be a shortage of, of humans.
4: So basically, you're trying to thread the needle of having the right number of people uh, meet the customer demands. And, you know, it just it's a recipe. I mean, every all the large players are adding uh, tons of surcharges right now. A lot of them are, are uh, throttling capacity. The rumor is that uh, you know, guaranteed Christmas delivery is going to be very early December. Um, you know, when your order needs to be in, because they don't want to. I mean, basically, they're just saying, yeah. You know, it, it used to be you know maybe December twentieth order by and you get it there by the twenty fourth. It's like now it's like we don't know because the also on top of that the system is you know the system is already at its breaking point. I think everyone is trying to, um, solve the problem differently. You know, like, uh, a couple of our partners, we partner with a company called Ohai. Uh, they are a, uh, micro fulfillment company. Um, hmm. so they specialize in direct consumer brands, um, that you may see on like, uh, Instagram or just like general direct consumer brands. And what they do is they try to get, um, the fulfillment centers as close to pop, uh, like literally in like we have one in Lincoln Park that we work with you know there's one in Manhattan and Brooklyn and San Francisco and LA and so they have uh, all these like kind of hyper uh local uh, fulfillment centers which again is another way to tackle the problem yeah so uh and then the the other companies like ShipBob which is a um a large fulfillment network You know, they're making guarantees this year that it says, like, they're not going to throttle any capacity. Like, whatever you have, you can send into them, which is a big gamble. Uh, But their gamble is they're competing against Amazon. And Amazon, you know, if you are a seller on Amazon that you're getting throttled, um, you got to go somewhere. Uh, And so there's tons of these small businesses that need that space.
0: Cool. And then, uh, of course, the inevitable question, would you consider a strategic merger with our podcast and call our new business Working Better Trucks?
4: Absolutely. I was thinking (laughs) we should definitely do that as long as we can get Maybe men at work to do the theme oh, yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, like come in and make a. <laughs> so, I think that'd be great if we got men at work to do the working better, uh, better trucks theme song. Uh, I think yeah. we'd all be in business.
0: Yeah, I, I was thinking C.W. McCall, the author of Convoy, but you know, the, you, you you went big. <laughs> that that's who will write the. Uh, yes,
4: that'd be, that'd be a good theme song.
0: <laughs> cool. Um, anything you wanted to say about you know uh, the, the topic that I didn't ask you or about the business that you think um, would help people better understand what's going on?
4: You know, I think that before I got into this space a couple of years ago, I never really appreciated or understood uh, what it really takes to get something from door to door. And especially when you include something from China or something that's, you know, and the customer expectation is, you know, uh, through the roof. But really it comes down to like, you can't bend physics. I have seen how impatient people are. And it is <laughs> unbelievable when you're like, lady, like, guy, like, come on, man. Like, what do you think is going on over here? Like, you know, so I think that that is going to be, I have my faith in humanity, hopefully will come through uh, and that the people will be okay with it.
0: I I think you're right. I think it's the expectation. I mean, you kept harping on that. It's like, you know, the logistics can only do so much, right? You're ramping up. But in the end, it's going to be slower. You're not going to get the same turnaround. It's almost like we need, you know, Tom Hanks to go make a public announcement to say like, hi, it's me. Y'all trust me. I'm Tom Hanks, you know, or or Dolly Parton. Everyone loves Dolly Parton. Like, let's just get her to go. You know, hi, everybody. It's going to be a great Christmas. We just may not get the things in time. That's all right. You'll still get it. Don't worry, honey. It's going to be fine. (laughs) Yeah, trust <laughs> we need dolly part dolly save us dolly parton you know so here's my here's my solution it's basically airbnb but for hyper local uh, distribution centers right so everybody's home right so again like you said just drop that pallet like i'm the distribution warehouse for my block right just drop the load here on a pallet uh, i split it up and I, I walk it around on my lunch break boom i think it's a great idea i think we can <laughs> implement that <back> tomorrow <laughs> all right i got a big backyard <laughs> Andy, uh, thanks for joining us. It was really great to hear about uh, the the challenges of the last mile delivery and logistics from someone who's actually working out in the field. I wish you the best of luck um, in this upcoming delivery season. uh, And I hope that uh, you're able to meet people's uh, expectations. Thanks for joining us.
4: Thank you, Scott. really appreciate it.
0: Talking with Andy was such a great reminder of, again, just how human this business is. It takes so many sets of human hands to propel something through space and time, as Andy said. It's a worthwhile reminder to simply be patient and appreciate the people that make our convenient world of online shopping possible. So, from a consumer standpoint, what else can you do? Well, if you haven't already, get your online shopping done today. December 14th is looking like the last day you can ship and have confidence that your gifts will arrive before Christmas. Shop local. Experts are also recommending choosing options like curbside pickup instead of delivery to help mitigate the strain on shippers. Another option, sit the children down and tell them they have been very, very naughty and Santa will not be coming this year. Long pause, wait for the tears to subside. However, Santa did say that maybe If they were really, really good between now and Christmas, Santa could make a special trip after Christmas to deliver their gifts. If, and that's a big if, if they were really, really good. Or perhaps lean on things that aren't shipped physically, like tickets to an event in 2022, online classes, or a cleaning service if you're looking for a festive way to tell someone your home is a mess. Which reminds me. We're knocking 50% off all Working Better merchandise for your last-minute holiday needs. Have a 10-year-old niece with impossible to perceive taste? How about a tote bag from a podcast she's never heard of? Have a sibling who just bought a home? Get the Working Better Home Security System, guaranteed to make you feel more secure. Overcome with existential dread? Get yourself a little holiday treat. The Working Better Anxiety Control System. Just breathe in and out slowly into our officially licensed brown paper bag and your anxiety will be temporarily under control. No, none of these things actually exist. But maybe one day they will. If you send 1999 and a stamped self-addressed envelope to Working Better in the Future, P.O. Box 123, Anytown, USA, 55555. Okay, I, I'm I'm being told we're definitely out of time. That's our show, folks. Good luck out there. Stay safe. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on all of the social mediums. Twitgram, Instabook, Linkter, and FaceIn. Or just knock three times on the ceiling if you want me. Twice on the pipes. Means it's time to move to a house with modern heating and air conditioning. We'll see you next time.